0: Hey, what's up guys welcome back to another episode of scale riders podcast this is episode number 152 with your host 65 lokes and my guest for this episode is artist tim stanley also known as wampus cat customs he's involved in the 164 scale world custom painter tropical glitz team and also a skater so let's go right ahead and hit him up i hope you guys enjoy this episode hello yo what's up tim how you doing good man how about you i'm doing well welcome to the podcast yeah man i'm excited awesome awesome man there's like so many things um i want to talk about obviously i think we should set things off uh you know talking about 2021 in july you attended the custom paint tricks 1.0 with none other than tropical glitz um hosted by manny so how was that
1: man that was the chance of a lifetime that it was a like you said Manny from Tropical Blitz. um Caesar Caesar Zamora from uh you, he's been on Texas Metal the the TV show um so yeah dude it was a it was a lot of a lot of learning and a lot of fun
0: did uh, did it feel like it went by like super fast
1: yeah man it was one of those things where it's like i didn't want to leave class you know i was hanging around after class asking questions and just, you know just picking their brain and trying to learn as much as i could man
0: right on how, how far um was florida for you like making that trip out there um from where i am in south carolina to
1: miami it's we ended up flying um because it's it's a quite a bit of a drive like a 13 hour drive
0: man <laughs> that's pretty long right there to be on the road and then show up like all tired
1: yeah, like I said, we flew. Um, we went in a couple days before. I took my my family with me, um, and we hung out in South uh, South Florida. Did the Florida Keys, and you know, saw Miami a little bit. And then I went to the class. So that was that was fun.
0: Man, that's pretty cool. I think uh, when when you get to do something like that, that's fun, and you want to do. It. And then you bring your family. It's pretty dope because it's like that support, like. They're, you know, they're there to support you, even though they're probably not there. But you're taking the class, but just knowing that, you know, they're cool with it. Uh, it's like you're getting that blessing, you know, to be there. That's pretty dope.
1: Yeah, yeah. They they kind of hung out. Uh, my wife and daughter kind of hung out and did their thing during the day when I was in class, and then we got together at night and hung out. Um, different restaurants, you know, that sort of stuff. So.
0: Yeah, I, I remember when um, when he was posting that he was going to have that event, and then, you know, you were telling me that you were planning on doing it. Dude, I was like, go for it, man, because sometimes I feel like these are, like, once-in-a-lifetime kind of things. You, you're you not sure if they're going to do another one or what, um, depending on the circumstances, but, I mean, it was a hit. It, you know, it looked like everybody had a great time uh, just from seeing photos of the event.
1: Yeah I think everybody had a good time and and the instructors were were fantastic. Um like I said it was Caesar and Amanda um Mo from Moe's custom Mo's Image Customs. Uh it was in Mo's shop and then it was several other of the uh, of the Tropical Blitz Dream Team Manny calls them. Um and anyway, we did uh everything custom paint man everything from primer to lay and flake to how to intercoat clear works, uh, mix and paint, mix and pearls. Um, we did uh, gold leafing. Yeah, it, it ran the gamut, man.
0: Man, that's pretty cool. And, you know, was there, like, some things that it kind of, the way they broke it down or just, like, because I know you, you custom paint, but I know, you know, every, every time you, like, link up with somebody or something, you're always going to learn something more. But was there, like... Anything in specific that stood out to you a lot that you were like, oh man? Um, it was a lot of the the tricks, you know, the uh, how to lay a, a fingerprint pattern,
1: um, how to lay tape, that that sort of stuff. That I, I kind of I wasn't really doing wrong, but there there were better ways to do it. Yeah. And the the gold leafing, man, I had never tried that before, so that was that was a lot of fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's pretty cool right there. You get to try out some stuff that, you know, you're unsure of. Yeah, you see people do it all the time online, but once you're there, it, it makes it pretty fun knowing that everyone's kind of trying this out for the first time.
1: Right, right. And the gold leaf, man, I didn't realize how fragile that stuff is. I'm trying to work with it, it's it tears really easily, and you got to get the the sizing just right, the glue, um, if if it's too wet it it's not gonna stick right if it's too dry it's not gonna stick so that was that was something that I, I definitely learned a good bit about
0: during the class yeah dude i i remember um like a while back some years back wanting to learn how to leaf and um at first i didn't even know about it but then once i started to pay attention to it i was like man i want to try it myself and those first times that i tried it out man it was too wet you know i was tearing up the leaf and i was using imitation um leaf it wasn't like gold leaf um like you know like the 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 real like authentic stuff and and i just remember you know just just pouring like so much of it and then the tossing in the leaf right there in the area and then being like all right cool you know thinking like (laughs) within 10 minutes that i could already like turn it and work with it but man it was a nightmare discovering that it wasn't that wasn't the case. You know, I was I couldn't do it like that.
1: Yeah. It's definitely a a learning curve to, to get it right. When I did my panel at the class, it was, I I was kind of the guy in the room that was like, all right, can I go now? Can I do it now? Can I, I was, I was so excited to get to it that I I didn't want to let the, uh, the sizing dry properly. And I, I know I was annoying the, the
0: instructor. (laughs) Yeah. Right on. And, um, how many uh, w- were you just working on one piece or, or throughout the days or was it like different pieces you were working on?
1: It was one panel
0: um and
1: we they showed us different uh custom paint effects to do like the the water drop effect, um how to do drop shadows which that's something that I I really wanted to learn was a, a proper drop shadow. Um and d- different effects, the um Laying the flake, sanding the flake down. Um, I'm trying to think of some other, some, the fingerprint pattern. That was something. uh, And I know you showed me something that you did with Danny D and the fingerprint pattern. And that was, that was cool to learn too.
0: That's cool. Yeah, man. It's, it's, um, there's just so much going into these classes, you know, it's definitely uh, an investment towards yourself. Um, You know, and, and that's the thing, too. It's like you have to kind of do some research and select, you know, like the, I guess, like the the proper instructors or, or people that have that credi- credibility in, the, in working in the industry to be like, all right, you know, I want to take upon this class to be a student. Um, because at the end of the day, you know, what you learn and you always look back and you go, man, he was like my teacher, you know, even though it was just for like a few days. Or so, but still, you know, they they definitely uh, taught you something, and you know, there's for sure going to be expenses, travel expenses, and the fees of being there and whatnot. But I feel like once you take care of that and you're there, that doesn't even matter. You're, it's like you're there and and you're doing this for yourself, and um, you know, you you go home learning stuff, but then you also build up some friendships too along the way there right yep and and like you said i looked at
1: it as as an investment um primarily what i paint i mean you you've seen what i do is primarily one six four it was it was kind of funny in the class you know everybody was talking it's like oh i work for such and such shop in here in florida or i work at a shop in atlanta uh, we had one person from Montana come to the class and they were, they were all working in shops and they were asking me like, what do you do? And I'm like, Oh, uh, uh, I paint hot wheels. So <laughs> it was kind of funny that, you know, they're all doing, you know, big projects and, and restorations and that sort
0: of stuff. And here I am with a uh, models and hot wheels. So that was kind of funny. <laughs> right on. That's pretty cool though. It's uh, am I- I- I'm, I'm, I'm happy that you know you you expressed and you shared what you do because that can be intimidating too. You know, like uh, when everyone's introducing. I know everyone's like pretty chill, but it's like that introduction. You know, there could be some guys probably uh, wanting to take that next step or they're prepping something for SEMA or whatever. You know, you're you're working with different um, types of levels, and then and then you're like, I mean, there's it's not that to be looked down upon either. You know, 164 one or even model cars. Um it's just it's a trip. I I bet you some people are, were probably tripping like, "Oh damn." And then they see what you do and they realize, "Man, that that's hard to do cuz it's so small."
1: Yeah, there are a lot of people that, that don't even realize that uh custom Hot Wheels is a thing. You know, it's like, "Oh, really? I didn't know people um were into custom Hot Wheels." My when I told my wife I was going to start painting tiny cars, she thought it was crazy. <laughs> so, it, it,
0: yeah that's funny um so so for like hot wheels um in the beginning were you just collecting them to collect or like when you started getting into them did you were you already like you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna customize these
1: um kind of both at the same time like most like most kids i I had hot wheels as a kid growing up playing with them um and i kind of got into it randomly i was at the local flea market here and I, I picked up some some old Matchbox cars from the 60s and, and they were pretty beat up and I started thinking about getting them, getting some of them restored. So I started looking online and at prices to restore them and that sort of stuff, places that do them and then I, that led me into some YouTube videos of guys doing customs and I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. I think I could do this and that was, that was how it started.
0: Dang. Was there a style, like as far as like the kind of cars you were uh, collecting, or did you just like like every style of different like Hot Wheel car?
1: Uh, I I typically like the old Chevy trucks. Um, I've, I've got my granddad's GMC, so 1969 that I'm working on. So that kind of started what I was looking at. That and old Jeeps, like Willys
0: and the old 60s Jeeps. Nice, nice. And as far as um when when you started to venture into, you know, wanting to restore or even customize the uh the cars, were were you using airbrush or was it just rattle can at that time?
1: I I actually started with some uh Krylon rattle cans that I had here at the house uh just, just laying around the garage and I, I painted a few and then I got into an airbrush uh probably six months later.
0: Nice. That's when I, I bet you once you uh went into getting the airbrush you knew like all right this is it we're going in now.
1: Yeah that was pretty much what it was. It was, yep,
0: yeah, we're getting the airbrush,
1: so let let's let's do it. Uh the first airbrush I got was a um a kit off of amazon where you get like three airbrushes and the, a little small compressor and i used that for a while and it I, it was okay i didn't love it but then i got a um iwata and that that was that was it
0: i was i was in head over heels then <laughs> it's like it doesn't get anything better than that right like once you're right that, right that's it it's right here if anything you'll probably end up getting more iwatas but like d- the different models just out of curiosity, you know, just to see, like, all right, what does this one do?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I definitely want the, um, is it the Micron that, that does the really small lines?
0: Yes. Yeah. That's the yeah. one. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's the one I got my eye on now. I, when I was at the, the class last summer, I picked up the LPH-80. Oh, and man. I, that
0: one's dope. Man, that,
1: that thing is a workhorse. It, it's it's a small gun, but, man, it does everything you need it to do.
0: Yeah. No, it does. And um, wh- when was it when you were introduced to, like, the urethane paint? Like, when did that come into play?
1: I started, when I started with the airbrush, I was using uh, createx paints because it was readily available. I could get it at Hobby Lobby. Um, and the price point was, was not awful, you know. And I got a buddy here uh, close by that I went to high school with. And I've known him probably since seventh grade. And he does custom paint. And he, he works for a company called Indasa, which makes sandpaper and tape. Um, and he was telling me, I was over at his house one day learning some stuff from him with the airbrush. And he uses all House of Color and some of Manning's Tropical Glitz. And he was telling me about Tropical Glitz. And um, I used the urethane paint with him and then i was i was hooked man i i couldn't i couldn't use
0: the text anymore dang that's pretty cool and you know it, it's crazy like you know your friend known him since seventh grade and you know you're getting into this and it just so happens you know you you guys are hanging out and everything and and it's just like you know him showing you and, and just telling you about it that's pretty dope because that was yeah man he- that was one of was gonna be one of my questions was like in your area is there anybody else that you hang out with or you know that's involved in this kind of stuff too like you?
1: Yeah, there, there's him. Um, I'll give him a plug. You can check him out on Instagram. It's uh, at Johnny ninety five, and he he does some pretty some pretty badass stuff, man. Um, he does. He used to ride. Uh, I believe it was. Motocross or supercross or something. So he's hooked into that world. He does a lot of helmets and stuff like that for riders. And he he does some awesome work. So yeah, I hang out with him. We talk, we talk paint um and sandpaper and tape. So yeah. Um and he's really the only one local that I I hang out with. We got one other guy here in the area that I don't know so well that he's a an actual
0: custom painter. He has his own shop and everything oh nice man you have to swing by there and say what's up yeah i need to hit him up yeah just to check out that's cool man yeah it's it's um i I feel like you know once uh it's it's kind of hard to find a lot of painters but when you do and you start speaking that language it's like there's definitely going to be some type of connection for sure
1: definitely man and and they the the cool thing is they don't mind sharing tips on how they do stuff and and they don't mind you know laying it out there hey this is how i do it you might want to try this this works better than the way you're doing it they they don't mind sharing ideas and and helping out
0: yeah i always feel um sometimes with like uh painters who have like shops they're kind of like if they're working on cars sometimes you know they want to go full-on custom but then they're kind of torn between like restoring cars or like other jobs that kind of come into play from customers or or like if they take on jobs from like insurance agencies like to like fix this car and get it painted and all that. And um it I don't know, I, I've seen that and stuff, but whenever you do come across someone who's like it's just like custom stuff, it's it's I don't know, it's just something different, like it's really cool to uh to come across and see that's very inspiring yeah man for sure and um as far as uh now knowing like the things that you know do you look at the possibilities of just being endless
1: yeah as far as the paint goes man i i'm i still i'm still learning i I try to learn all the time you know i watch videos constantly of of guys painting stuff um Just to to try to learn, hey, how did he do that? And really when it it started, um, when everything started clicking for me was when I could watch a video or look at a picture of something somebody did and be able to kind of reverse engineer it and figure out how they got that effect or how they got that pattern or how they did what they did with the paint. That's when things started
0: clicking. Yeah, and... I n- I noticed too, you know, um, you customize and and paint your Hot Wheels, and then after a while, you you also list them for sale. Um, has that helped, like, to experiment with, with more like different styles for like new new cars that you end up buying in the future? Um,
1: yeah, you kind of look at what other folks are doing, and um, Try what they're trying and 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 look at you know that sort of stuff the the whole reason I got into low riders and and that kind of patterns was seeing what you and armando and uh juan and and those guys do man. I'm like if they can do that on a one twenty four scale model, why can't I do
0: it on a on a hot wheels? oh nice so that you that was a challenge right there. you were like, I could do it, yep. Nice. And I,
1: I started researching tape. Um, you know who's got the the smallest tape out there, and I found some FBS tape. But then when I found that uh, cutting mat that you got, man, that that changed the game. For real,
0: damn, that's cool. <laughs> um, what, was it hard to work with in the beginning, or did you just kind of get used to it, like? the The cutting mat yeah or
1: the, the tape itself no the cutting mat was fine it it was the, the biggest thing i had was um it's kind of like a, a regular exacto knife the blade doesn't really fit the grooves all that well but once i got the the right blade man it 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 was good to go
0: yeah yeah i always feel like you need the because it, they start to get really small those uh those lines and um yeah to fit it in the groove like in the thing and then do you go like pretty fast or just kind of slow because so you don't go off the groove um it depends like you said on the on the bigger ones um you can cut those pretty
1: fast but the the smaller ones like on the the far right of the cutting mat you gotta you gotta take your time or you will you will run off the, the groove for sure
0: <laughs> yeah right on dude and uh when you when it started to uh you know, when you started doing the patterns and all, how was that feeling once it started coming to life? Like when you were when you started to see all, the, all that progress coming through.
1: That, that's the most rewarding part of it, man. When you um, for me anyway, when I when I lay a pattern and then I, I pull the, the back mask off and I can see it coming to life as the tapes coming off, man, that I love that part.
0: Man, that's cool. And for for clear coat, what kind of clear coat are you using right now? Um, I'm using the. Let me.
1: It's the uh, Euro clear, Euro 2000 clear coat from Southern Polyurethanes. It's uh, it's Manny carries it in his shop.
0: Nice. And is it like a two part? Uh. Clear? Yeah, it's
1: a it's a two. Yep, yeah, it's a two part clear.
0: Nice. I think I've seen it because I know he's mentioned it to me um a while back. And I mean, dang, dude, he has so many cool products like in his store and just seeing it through the years, like grow. It's been like super awesome. You got to see his shop before he moved. Um, was that like kind of surreal to be in there in his shop? Man, it was it
1: was like a kid going to Disneyland. It, it was so awesome. Um and we got a, a behind-the-scenes tour, so we got to see him you know, packaging up the flake and how they process the orders. And we got to see where he does his his test uh, test sprays and his mixing bank. And man, that was that was really
0: cool. Man, that's so cool. I need to get him back on, dude. I need to I need to have them, uh like a, a new future episode with them because. Uh i don't know he he's such a nice and cool humble dude and um just everything that he does for the community is awesome
1: yeah and that's that's the thing about manny you know there's a lot of paint companies out there and um but i, I like them because it's a family operated business and like you said he he's just a, a cool humble humble guy He he's He's always willing to help, and even though he's busy, he'll take time answer your questions. Um, he'll he'll help you troubleshoot things. So yeah, the the customer service with them is
0: above and beyond anything. Yeah, and then the products too, like just the the, the paints, you know, alone and, and the flakes and the pearls, are are just like you know they're they're so dope, dude. And you're starting like I I still remember when he was um starting with, with the first colors to initiate with the paint, but then now, like, it's just so crazy. You see a lot of cars and projects, motorcycles, like, different various things painted with the paint that he's putting out. Yeah,
1: it's wild, man. I've been using his stuff for three, three and a half, almost four years now, I guess, and he's come a long way in that short amount of time.
0: Mm-hmm. No, he has. I remember... uh when I started to use this products was the uh, with the flake the the platinum plus that zero no 0.004 size yeah and um I'm I'm trying to remember back like I know for sure you know we we're following each other on Instagram and then when I got that bottle at that time I was like you know I I used it on a, on that 67 AMT kit that Impala that I have um, and I just like the way that it came out, you know, and at that time, I, I mean, I was aware of other flake companies, but that all the other flakes look huge, you know, and I was looking for a particular one and, and he happened to have it. But then once I saw that shine in it and for the price of that bottle, I was like, dude, like this is going to last me a long time. Yeah.
1: And and that's another thing about Manny is he um, he caters to the the guys like us, you know. He's he's got the the four ounce ready to spray bottles. He he's a modeler at heart, so I mean he he comes from building models. So he he's he hasn't forgotten that.
0: Yeah, because that that's very helpful um, to have something like that size and ready to spray. I appreciate the the ready to spray stuff now more than ever. Especially um, like me being here at home, you know, I have my little one and and my fiance, but then if I need to step away to go paint and let's say I go in the garage, um, sometimes I don't have a lot of time to be like, I got to mix all this stuff like before. Before I used to have so much time and just take my time to mix paints, Um, but now it's like I need something that's going to work like right away and effective, you know? And I feel like ready-to-spray st- stuff is, like, for sure to go to. It
1: definitely. And the other thing about the ready-to-spray for me is the the size. You know, it, it, it it's very hard to mix up such a small amount for a, a Hot Wheels. So, you either end up wasting it or you don't have enough.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude. You're right. I'm, I'm, like, processing that right now. I'm going, man, that's even... More, Yeah. It's like, imagine buying a quart of paint and yeah, it'll last you a long time. But then again, you know, when you're mixing and doing all this stuff, you know, you're going to end up mi- like throwing out probably a, a cool batch in a bottle once it's all mixed. Right. Man, with yep. it in your, um, there at your home, do you paint like in the garage or how, where's your setup?
1: Um, I got a, a work table in my garage and then I got a, a little area outside. Where I, I have a table set up and it's ventilated. Oh, that's nice. So, so I don't really have a, a spray booth, so to speak, but I, I do go. I have an area where I paint.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I, I feel like it's having those things like that, like a like a system, like a setup where you could have a consistent flow of projects just going is gonna be like super good because I always feel like I've always kind of struggled uh throughout the years with moving, um, that I don't have like the 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 right setting, the appropriate setting to paint. And um and like if I'm somewhere I always feel like people are gonna be looking at me or they're gonna be passing by and being like, Oh, what is what is this guy doing? You know, I smell paint. <laughs> yeah, and running around with the respirator on, it's like is he cooking meth?
1: Or... <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, what is this food doing? For real? <laughs> man, it's it's so funny. I remember living in this one apartment, and I was like, man, you know what? Today, I'm going to paint. I don't care, you know, if they're looking at me or whatever. I don't care, because I was, like, on the second floor on a balcony. And um, I remember putting on the mask, the gloves and everything, and I was just airbrushing some small parts, you know? and um and it wasn't anything crazy but i still like even being there and like doing it i just was not comfortable you know i was like man i miss being alone like i miss being in this little paint room where i used to paint and i could be like you know super loud or whatever the compressor going on anything and no one would say anything or could even see me and um and that's where i felt like I'm most comfortable doing that yeah and that's
1: kind of where i am i i'm in the back of the house, uh, outside the garage. And there's a little shed there or overhang and I, I paint under there. So it's, it's kind of out of the way. Nobody sees me. It's, you know, kind of hidden. So.
0: Yeah. Is there ever a season where you kind of stop painting because of the, due to the weather?
1: Not really here. Um, it's, it's pretty mild here. Um, it's hot in the summer. We'll get, you know, upper nineties, low hundreds, and then in the winter, we might have a couple of days out of the year where it's, you know, 20 degrees. So it's not
0: that I have to stop painting for long periods of time. Mm-hmm. Damn, when you said 20, I already felt cold right now. I was like, damn, that's pretty cold. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't get like that. You know what's so weird is, um like, the weather's been really weird out here. Like, every day has been changing. And the other day, dude, it was like like 80, 90 degrees, right? The next day, it was, like, 60. And then all of a sudden, it started to rain. And then there was thunder. And, like, two blocks away from me, from where I live, a bunch of hail started to hit on that area. And it covered up, like, the streets and, and the uh, the grass and everything. It was just so much that it looked like snow. And... um. And it was like all over the news and everything, and I was like, "What the hell like they had to shut down the streets over there on that side just because stuff like that does not happen over here, you know and um, and I was like, "What the hell's going on?" but it it it's not until like back then I didn't really care or paid too much attention to the weather. it wasn't until I started getting into painting where I was like, Oh man, I can't paint today because it's you know too windy or it's uh too cold or." Or uh, the hot maybe not too much because to me I'm like oh perfect this thing's gonna dry even faster. Yeah,
1: you you got to you got to do it a little quicker if it's hot. But yeah, um, yeah. If it's cold, I, I, if it's really cold, I, I might add a little more reducer to it, even though it's ready to spray. Um, comes out a little thinner, and you got to use lighter coats, but it does dry a little quicker.
0: Yeah. Was it was there ever like um, as as you were learning? you know, to paint like any projects that you were just like, Oh man, that's it. I, I'm done. Like I gotta, not like read, like you want to redo it, but you don't want to, you don't want to continue on that particular car. You want to move on to the next.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's been several like that. Um, it, Every now and then, it's like, especially with Hot Wheels, it's like I'll get a, a cursed one or something where I'll end up painting it, you know, three, four, five times. And it, it just does not come out right, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'll put that one down and put it to the side and come back to it later.
0: Yeah, I I have some model car kits like that where, you know, I just never finished them. Or there, was, there was just something like you, like how you said cursed, like something something was up with it that i could never get back into it but i still kept the kit and um and i just put it back in its box and i put it away and every so often i come across it and i'm always like man well, why do i even still have this like i don't think i'll ever even mess with this anymore you know like I, i've already moved on i guess yeah
1: i i um it's funny you say that i'm I do some model kits every now and then. Like if I need a break from Hot Wheels or something, I'll, I'll pull out a model kit and start on it. And about a year, year and a half ago, I was trying to do a, um, a Bronco. I think it's a Revell kit. It's like a green Bronco on the front of the box. And this thing, no matter what I did to it, man, it just went wrong every way I turned. I broke pieces on it. I broke parts. I glued some in the wrong spot and i like you said i just threw it in the box and man forget this thing
0: <laughs> yeah that's funny um i remember talking to to dennis matthews not long ago and him telling me about this impala that he's been working on and he tried to have it ready for atlanta show uh last year and he was just telling me man i'm having a battle with this car it just keeps fighting me i can't even like it's already painted and everything he basically it's just assembly part and gluing everything together and he's just saying like nothing fits anymore yep
1: yep i, I get that man i got a nova that the same thing I, I i quit with it because i i lost a part you know how you drop something and then you, you go looking for it you can't find it
0: mm-hmm.
1: i i lost the rear differential for it and so I just I got mad with it and put it in the box and it's still sitting here under my workbench.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's a trip. Like stuff like that does happen, but I don't know. I don't know. Um, I guess the best thing is to just put it away and move on, you know, <laughs> go go yeah. on to the to the next thing. Um, at, at
1: least with Hot Wheels, you know, you can you can put it back in the in the stripper and take the paint back off and, and start over.
0: Yeah. Do you also use uh like sandpaper uh with the uh the Hot Wheels to smooth it out a little more?
1: Yeah. Once I once I get the paint off, I I have a set of like small files. I'll I'll file out the um, mold lines and I'll get it nice and smooth and sand it down. Um, and then I'll spray the primer. And once it once the primer dries, I'll I'll hit it with you know a light 600 or something, and then I'll um, start spraying the base and the color.
0: Yeah, is is there a specific product to use to strip the the Hot Wheel from its uh, original paint? It, different people
1: use different things. Um, I, I know some guys like the aircraft stripper that you get from uh, like O'Reilly Auto Parts or AutoZone. Um, some guys like the, uh, the orange citrus, citrus strip, I think it's called. Um, I, I've used all of them, the big ones. And I I like the clean strip that comes in a, a blue can. It's like, I think it's a blue can with a white label.
0: Nice. That's the, is that the one that they have like at home Depot?
1: Yep. Yeah. They got it at home Depot, uh, Walmart, some Walmarts have it.
0: Cool. Yeah, but you, that's what I use the most. But you have to wear gloves, all right, because that stuff burns, right? If it gets on your skin. Yeah, it does. Um, and I've even actually had it
1: eat up a pair of gloves while I had it on my hands. So, Dang. what I what I've started doing is, I got a little jar, and a lot of people do this too. Is once I take the car apart and I'm ready to strip it, I just drop it down in that jar, and let it sit, and then I pull it out with like a pair of tweezers.
0: Okay, and since it's sitting in the jar, can you still reuse that like or does it or do you just kind of I don't know, get rid of it?
1: No, I, I I'll do you can do a bunch of cars with with the one jar. <clears throat> Excuse oh, okay. me. And I just keep a cap on it and just fill it up every so often when it starts getting, you know, where it won't cover the cars, just pour some more in it.
0: Mhm. Man, and at the very bottom it's just whatever's left of the of the paint. Yeah, it's it's just a bunch of, like, different colored paint sludge. Yeah, it's all, like, crumpled up and whatever. Man, that could be, like, an art piece at some point and be like, yeah, I stripped about 100 cars. Take it to, like, an art show. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if you could dry it
1: out somehow. like
0: <laughs> Right? And just take it out, and, like, break the glass, get it out, and it's all, it's all in there all dry. It,
1: yeah, yeah, that would be cool. Yeah,
0: that would be kind of crazy. Um I I noticed too on one of your recent posts you you painted a a skateboard for an auction. Tell us about this. So um obviously you're involved, you know, you skate and um what what's going on with this uh skate park committee? Are are you guys uh trying to get like a skate park built in your area or or what's going on with it?
1: Yeah, we are. Um we have one and first of all, I I I don't know if I would call myself a a skater. I I roll around. I'm not, I'm getting back into it after about 20 years and I'm having to learn everything all over again. So, um, but yeah, I I love it, man. I love it more now than I did as a teenager. Um, But yeah, we've got a skate park here in our town with a pump track, but it's, it's on the other side of town. So for anybody on my side of town, it's like a 30, 45 minute drive.
0: Oh man, still, yeah, on the other side.
1: So, we're um we're, we're trying to get one built here right in my neighborhood. So, and it was they announced it last last year about this time. Um the the town has put up the property for it, so they've like, okay, here's the property you can build a skate park here,
0: but you have to fund it. Mm. What's the what's like the have they said the goal like what is it? <laughs> How much like does it cost to kind of fund something like that
1: it It depends on the size of the park, obviously, but um what we're trying to get is somewhere in the four hundred thousand range okay
0: nice nice and yeah. um and yeah. is everybody collectively like that's involved you know that that wants to skate park is doing like their own take like to an art piece uh well the the skate deck that I posted
1: that is for the town's chamber of commerce um gala so our skate park committee we joined the chamber of commerce to try to get more exposure and get some people you know behind us to get some momentum with it and so in order to being part of the chamber of commerce they have a fundraiser every year for the chamber and that that deck i did was for their fundraiser
0: yeah, I I feel like that's that's you guys did a great move right there, connecting with the chamber of commerce. Um I know each city has a chamber of commerce and I mean I, I there's a lot of businesses that are tied into this. It's it's almost like a membership. Um Right. Exactly. And um I mean, if you really wanna make connections and you wanna make things happen, uh that's pretty much gonna be a good way to doing it. So right on man props to you guys for doing that
1: so yeah that's that's where we are with it we're um, we're gonna be doing some more fundraiser stuff coming up uh, and we're, we're definitely discussing some more skate decks to auction off um, so yeah keep a keep a lookout for that we'll we'll definitely be auctioning some stuff off for fundraising um, we just got a grant from the skate park project that tony hawk is part of so hopefully that that's going to help us out just having that name behind
0: us yeah no totally yeah i mean i feel like um you know if if you guys are just consistent like pushing 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 and don't give up trust me it'll it'll happen dude it'll happen like because a lot of times you know they'll see that you guys are serious about this you know you guys want this to happen and then especially having that backing right there too at some point, you know, it's it only takes like uh, another company or a foundation to find out like. So what's like the balance? How much do you guys need to make this a reality? You know, and it might right. it might be you know a quarter or half or whatever, and and you never know it might come through like that. But um, yep, that's dope.
1: Yeah, so we're we're trying to get it, um, and we're tying it. We're tied in with a, an after school program as well for. Um, some of the local kids here at the, at a church that's in the neighborhood. So we're, we're teaching them to skate. The local skate park donated a bunch of setups for them and we've donated helmets and pads. Um, and we got vans coming out. They're going to donate shoes for the kids. So we're getting some traction through that Avenue as well.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Do you, uh, like, like your boards, like the ones that you have, do you, Normally, just set them up when you when you buy them, or or do you decide you know what I want to customize it myself?
1: Um, the ones I paint, I I don't I don't skate. Um, I I don't I actually haven't kept one that I've painted yet. I, I've painted a several, and I haven't kept one for myself yet. Um,
0: but yeah, I don't I wouldn't skate something that I, I painted. Yeah, does is it hard to let like to let go of these boards after you custom, or, or is it like all right, cool. Someone else is going to enjoy this art piece.
1: Yeah, man, I'm all about um, once I'm done with, with it, done with what I'm going to do with it. Same with my Hot Wheels, man. I, I like sending them out into the world.
0: That's tight, man. Yeah, it, it, that's something that I, I need to start doing more of because sometimes it's like it's hard for me to just let go of something. But I, th- I think, um, you know, it, it's it's like a better feeling, right? Yeah, man, I, I love
1: it. I, I love getting getting messages from people that hey, man, I got your I got the car in the mail today. It's, this thing is awesome. It's better in, in person than it is in the pictures. I, I love getting those kinds of messages.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure the motivation's even higher to customize even more, like to go more more into it. Yeah, yeah, that that definitely builds you up. You know, it, it boosts your confidence that
1: something you did, somebody else is enjoying also.
0: Yeah, and dude, another question I was gonna ask you is what what's up with the with the hot sauce? I noticed you post some of that stuff on your Instagram. <laughs> um there's a guy
1: that makes his own hot sauce. Um his his Instagram is sauced and glazed. So if you're into hot sauce, check him out. His um I, I got hooked in with him because he wanted some custom cars, some custom Hot Wheels to kind of go with his brand. And I didn't realize that there was a collector's market for like small batch craft hot sauce. And I've always kind of liked hot sauce on, on everything. So I just kind of dove into that as well.
0: <laughs> right on. It's almost like the, the people that are into like, like the micro beers and all that. Exactly. Collect- yeah, exactly collecting the yeah. cans and all that
1: stuff. That's exactly what it is, man. Guys were like, you know collectors go crazy over first runs of hot sauce bottles and um you know there's special releases and and you know we're only making a hundred bottles of this batch so
0: and people go crazy over that stuff man that's so crazy yeah it's like even like this coming up weekend there's going to be a a thing an event maybe it's like an hour from where i live but it's um some DJs that I've been following for like the last 20 years and um shout out to the beat junkies and um they're they're releasing they're collabing with this company that that puts out beer and uh, a brewery and um they're going to have like their own can you know and I'm I'm like dude I- I'm going to go you know and I I'm most likely going to cop you know some of some of that beer just for, for sure for that can you know what I mean for the logo right so, uh, but it's like you said, this is like first run, you know, who knows if they'll do it again or what, but Hey, why not? But now nah, that's cool. Cause I saw that and I was like, man, that's like a lot of different flavors right there of that hot sauce. Yeah. I, I didn't realize
1: that there was a collector's market for hot sauce until I, I got in with this one guy and I, I tried his hot sauce and liked it. And he was like, well, if you like this, try this. If you like that, try this one. So it, it just kind of turned into
0: a another hobby man that's crazy i wonder how hard it is to get into the hot sauce business
1: i don't know man i'm, <laughs> I'm sure i'm sure there's you know uh food food codes and and um
0: laws and stuff you gotta follow it's oh like for sure right <laughs> health department and all that kind of stuff so dang it's crazy imagine uh like Tropical Glitz puts out hot sauce, and we start Scale Rider starts putting out hot sauce. We gotta start getting into that game. That'd be yeah, cra- that's that'd be you, crazy. That's <laughs> what you need, man—a Scale Rider's hot sauce. That, that's it. That, that's the next project there. <laughs> right, move into that, man. That's funny. Um, what What are your uh, your future plans for this year, twenty twenty two, as far as like projects or or just something that you want to learn uh, this year that you have not tried out yet? Um, this year I'm
1: really focusing on uh um, pinstriping. That, that's one thing that that's that's one tool that's kind of missing from my toolbox. So I, I'm really trying to focus on doing better pinstriping.
0: Mm-hmm. Is there is there a particular like brush or a brand you like that you own? Um, so far out of the ones I've tried, my
1: favorite is the Mac. Um, And I'm not even sure what size it is now. I've had it for several years now and just broke it out. So it's, but yeah, I like the Mac so far.
0: Yeah. Those are like the 2 go tos right there. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Once you start researching Mac and you start looking at everything they they do, like all the different brush variations, and then you start to see all the collaborations they do with artists um with their signature brushes you go man they got like all the all the the top people they got a a solid team you know
1: yeah yeah this is the the one i'm using is the um king 13 so it's the Ted Hansen
0: um it's a it's it's his signature brush that's dope i remember buying one of his books that um he has out back when i was like you know trying to learn all this stuff when I had more time, but um, dude, yeah. if, if you could get your hands on the, on his book, there's so many like awesome books out there for uh pinstriping, and I don't know, just for some inspiration, or when you're not painting, you, and you're just kind of kicking back, you could like read up on some stuff on there.
1: Yeah, I definitely follow him on Instagram and um, Facebook and all that stuff, and I I watch him and and. There's several others that I, I follow pretty closely and try to watch what they do and learn from their videos and stuff. But Hanson, he, he's just insane. I don't know how he does some of that stuff.
0: For real. Have you checked out? Um, there's like a few videos of him on YouTube where he's just kind of, it looks like he's like freestyling and um, like working on some stuff. And he's just, just the way he creates it. I was like, Oh man, look at this dude. He's like a wizard. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Him and another one that's like that is Hot Rod Jen. I don't know if oh,
1: you follow yeah, her. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I follow her. She's dope, man. man. Uh,
1: she's she's a robot. I, I don't know. I don't think she's human. The way she does some of this <laughs> stuff.
0: Yeah, there was a. Um, she did a really cool video with uh, man. I can't I can't even think of the company right now. But it's like I think it's like almost like an hour long video breaking it down with uh, with pinstriping. And it's very very in, informative, uh, but they had her on um, hosting this, and um, man, it sucks. I can't think of the. Um, I'll, I'm gonna have to send it to you. I'll look it up, but I'll send it to you. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was pretty cool. It was about about like an hour long. I want to say, um, but they had her on there. But yeah, her Instagram's like insane with all the stuff that she does.
1: Her her Facebook. She does like a. A weekly tips, or it may not be weekly, but she puts out um, different posts with with different tips and tricks and stuff, and and kind of how tos and and like a
0: lesson type thing. Mm-hmm. Is um the kind of paint right that you've used? Have you tried the Alpha Six, or are you using like One Shot?
1: I, I have some. I have some of both. I have some Alpha Six, and I have some One Shot. Mm-hmm.
0: Right on. I noticed uh, there's another company called. Well, they've been around, but they're promoting it heavy now. One Stroke. I had not tried them. I'm I'm not familiar with that one. Yeah, I've been seeing that, and um, so I don't know. I I feel like right now the that game is kind of like a lot of competition amongst the the companies. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And
1: I use uh, Alpha Six. I use their regular pigments not the pin stuff but i use their paint for like if i want to do the interior of a hot wheels or, or something like that I, I use that's what i use mostly they're acrylics
0: oh nice and, and you're just pretty much just brushing that on
1: yeah you know it's it's the interior of a hot wheel it's not like a um it, it's not a, a show model or anything so it's just to get color because the
0: the interiors of the hot wheels are Kind of bad
1: sometimes, so
0: yeah and um w- would you recommend that maybe for anything like in the 124 125th scale uh, for like parts or or the wheels um
1: as far as like coloring the wheels or, or different parts i I don't know if I've used it on 124 scale stuff I, I've definitely used it on some seats that I've done for 124. Um, so yeah, I, I I would recommend it. I I like their products.
0: Yeah. I'm just curious, like to see, um, like if it gives it more like a, that does it give it more like a matte finish? Yep. Yeah, it does. Oh, nice, nice. Right on.
1: Now, you know, it's, it's not going to be like flocking or anything like that. And you're going to, you're going to get some brush strokes in it and that kind of stuff. But if, if you're good with it and you're careful, you, you can make it look pretty good.
0: Yeah. Have you um thought about getting into like um 3D printing as well?
1: I've thought about it. Um, but that's that's an investment, man. I I, I don't know if I'm ready to go down that road yet. Mm-hmm. I, I know
0: you talk about it and I know you're thinking about it. Oh, it's like there. Nah, no, it's like it, it's itching that it's there. Yeah. It's a like, it's, it's, it's crazy though, right? Like all that stuff that they make. It, it's it's yeah, it's
1: ridiculous. Um the, the stuff they print, man. I got a guy that prints um one six four scale uh wire wheels for like road riders and, and they got the knockoffs on them and everything. It it's insane.
0: Is that the uh, is that R, is it RPX? No,
1: um I think you, you met this guy at a uh a show. Oh, his, um, name, his name's Russ
0: 164 yeah. Lifestyle. Yeah, 164 Lifestyle. Yup. Yeah You're right Man, that's cool. Hey, how, how is the scene out there? Is there any shows in your area or or not? Uh, there's, there's nothing, man. Not Ooh, out you here. You got to start one, bro. You got to like show up at the skate park and just bust out um <laughs> set up a table with all my little Hot Wheels at the skate park. You never know. Um some some people might I mean, it, it's going to be one of those things like I think like if you post up somewhere, people are going to ask questions and once you start to tell them kind of what you do and whatnot it's gonna uh, for sure cause some curiosity and and people would want to try it out
1: yeah i've I've kicked the idea around of um
0: not necessarily
1: shows like that but going to like real car shows and setting up a table with a little um battery-powered airbrush and just showing the process
0: and painting a few while i'm there yes dude i'm pretty sure people would buy your cars right away at the shows like that. Cause there's a lot of car enthusiasts that go to those shows.
1: Yeah, a lot of those what I've seen from from those folks though is they want something that
0: is a, a tiny replica of their car. Hmm. I see. Just have a sign that says no replicas. No. Yeah. <laughs>
1: no commissions (laughs) yeah it's almost
0: like it's almost like djs you know you go to a club and you back then you'd see a dj he'd have a big old sign that says no requests no requests yeah Yeah, that's right let me do my thing you know like don't tell me that's right don't tell me what to play or what to paint man that's so funny yeah and it with the and it's not that
1: i i mind doing the replicas but they're they're so hard man and people get so picky and especially with a a one six four scale man it it, you know you've done enough of them that you you can't replicate a lot of that stuff on such a small car
0: yeah and then it takes the fun away from it too at that point you know
1: i've had guys call me with like you know but I, I don't know who painted it, but it, they'll, they'll DM me, and it's it's like a, a Rob Vanderslice paint job. And they're like, hey, can you put this on a Hot Wheel? And I'm like, no, that's there's no way that's going to happen.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah.
1: wish I could put that on a Hot Wheel.
0: Yeah, dang. It's crazy. And it's like, all right, bro, here, I'll give you 50 bucks, like, or something even less. And you're like, no, 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 no. Yeah, Come on, man. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's so funny. Um so is there any shout outs that, or anything you wanna uh say out to the listeners before we wrap up this episode.
1: Oh man. Um yeah, obviously shout out the
0: Tropical Blitz.
1: Um Manny's been Manny's been good to me. Um it's the only flake I've ever used. I, I and I it's the only flake I will use. Uh that company is is fantastic um so yeah he's he's done very well for me or he's helped me a lot and he's done very good by me so i definitely want to shout out manny
0: nice nice that's cool man hey it was a it was a pleasure uh talking to you tim finally um i mean we me and you communicate all the time on instagram but it was cool to uh to talk on the podcast here i hope you had fun i sure did it was cool. I did,
1: man. I, when, when you asked me to be on the podcast, I was like a little kid. I was, I was excited, man. I
0: was kind of <laughs> All right, on man. Man. right so, on, man. Well, yeah. nah. Thank you. Thank you for being a guest. And before we go, um, I'm going to plug in uh, a model car show that we got coming up. Um, we got Model Fest. It's coming up Sunday, February 27th. It's going to be at the Seaside Park, Ventura County Fairgrounds. The address is 10 West Harbor Boulevard in Ventura um it's from 8 30 a.m to 3 p.m i will be there set up vending selling i already got my spot um later i will share uh the map they sent me like a layout of it just to kind of uh give you guys an idea i mean it's not like it's gonna be like a crazy huge like room like three football fields nothing like that you know but (laughs) but it'll kind of i don't know i guess give you an idea so when um you guys get there But there will be categories for aircraft, cars, military, dioramas, um, even a class for, like, junior for kids. And um, I think they're also going to do, like, a table where they just have, like, various items, you know. Um, I don't know. Because, I mean, besides model cars, there's other kind of various model pieces that people can create and stuff. And I'm pretty sure that's, if you have Hot Wheels, you can even bring them in right there, too. I don't see it being a problem. But um, make sure you guys check it out, guys. If you have any questions, hit me up. Um, The guest for this episode was Tim Stanley. Check him out on Instagram. His Instagram is at wampus underscore cat underscore customs. So make sure you check him out on there as well. Well, thank you, Tim. It was a pleasure. And uh, we'll we'll have to do this again in the future. Yeah, definitely, man. Let me know. I, I enjoyed it. Thank you. Cool. Will do, man. And thank you. And have a good night. All right, man. You too. Thanks.